Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Willpower is not enough. With so many young people currently doing their learning from home through a screen, with so many parents working from home through a screen, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about screens today. So we'll be looking at talking about parents' usage, child's usage, and really focusing on how to create structures that limit screen temptation and why these structures are so needed in the households of today. So in introducing this, this topic of limiting temptation, I get to bring up one of my favorite conversations that I have with young people. I so enjoy having the conversation with young people that willpower will not be enough to get the job done. Now, whether that's you trying to remove or reduce your use of substances, of sugar, or screens, willpower won't be enough. Because willpower has a now-you-see-it-now-you-don't quality to it. And this is absolutely the case in adolescence. A little developmental tidbit here. Adolescents are more likely to make poor choices when they're experiencing strong emotions, when they're in the presence of their peers, when they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, and when they're tired. So this is one of the main reasons that having our youth rely on only their willpower is not a good idea. We must be addressing ways to help our youth avoid temptation. This two-pronged approach of willpower plus avoiding temptation, it applies to so many different things that give us pleasure, but when overused, get in the way of us being happy and healthy. So when I'm discussing this topic with youth, I love to share my own story of the unsuccessful dance that I had with a product from Costco. The product was this ginormous bag of steak strips. So like, think fancy beef jerky. So what would happen is I, I would go to Costco and all the food that I would get would, would be healthy. But then every time towards the end before I was checking out, I'd say to myself, you know what? You know what? I deserve to get something that's a, a little unhealthy. You know, I, I, I deserve to have a little treat. So I'd end up getting that jumbo bag of jerky. And this, I, I always thought it was funny, this like dog food size bag would have the, uh, the resealable opening on it. That was a feature of it that, that you could reseal it. And I find that funny because uh, I'll just say this. That feature was never used. I never resealed the opening of the jerky bag. Because, you may have guessed it, I would eat the whole bag. First day. First evening I got back. Yeah, the, the whole thing would be gone by the end of the night. 
And I continued to buy that bag of jerky for an embarrassing amount of time before I realized, before I finally realized that, like, yeah, I can't buy that jerky anymore. Willpower, it ain't working with the fancy jerky. I had to get to the point where I realized that the moderate and responsible relationship that I imagined having with beef jerky, well, the evidence shows that that is a delusional viewpoint. So I can't get it anymore. (laughs) And that's okay. I tried that dance. I did the moderation mambo, but failed at it. It It's just a dance that I could no longer do. So thank you for listening to that story about beef jerky. But this episode isn't about using beef jerky in moderation, I promise you. It's about using screens in moderation. In the same way that I needed to realize that I have to avoid the temptation when it comes to delicious jerky. I, and many of us, need to realize that we actually need to build in ways of avoiding temptation with our screens. Willpower alone will not be enough for our youth, or anyone for that matter. It's not going to be enough to have a balanced relationship with screens. We must also find and use ways to avoid the temptation of accessing them. And three of the best ways to do this are, as a family, deciding to have screen-free zones, screen-free activities, and setting a screen curfew. Now notice I said, as a family, these three things need to apply to everyone, every member of your family, not just your kids. Why is this? Well, one reason is because it's so hard to get any level of buy-in from your children when the idea or the, the intervention only applies to them. When that happens, it feels like a punishment. And collectively, we've done this thing. We've created a narrative about a generation. This generation. I mean, sometimes we even call them screenagers. The narrative is that they're the ones, the only ones, who have an issue, who are addicted to their screens. However, the research tells a different story. Get this. Huge survey conducted in 2016 showed that the parents of tweens and teens are on their screens for an average of, drumroll please, nine hours and 22 minutes a day. And on average, only an hour and 39 minutes of that time was work-related. So yeah, I'm here to help. If you need help with that math, here it goes. Seven hours and 43 minutes per day was the average amount of time parents spent using their screens for personal use. Again, seven hours and 43 minutes. So it sounds like this is an us issue and not just a these kids today problem. I think we're all aware 
screens have become such a pervasive part of all of our lives. And my hope is that you can agree that it's maybe time, if you haven't already, to create a media plan for your family. A media plan that includes screen-free zones, screen-free activities, and a screen curfew. Okay, so I'm going to break down each one of those a bit and give you a few ideas in each category. First up, screen-free zones. Start with one, please. No need to overwhelm. So screen-free zones are areas within your home that, you got it, remain screen-free for everyone. Remember that part. Okay, some ideas on what rooms could be a good place to start. Dining room, kitchen, maybe your deck, maybe a front porch. You'll pick a good area. But please start by picking one. This is truly a helpful step in creating the structures needed to limit the temptation of our screens. Okay, number two, next step. Choose an activity that is screen-free. Some ideas. Maybe you decide as a family that dinner or going on walks, car rides under an hour, maybe game night or other family activities are screen-free activities. And just like the previous category, I think it's important to start by choosing only one. Because by selecting several, this is likely to overwhelm your kids and be really difficult to implement and monitor. And if I may, if I may share my personal favorite, I really like the idea of making car rides that are under an hour screen-free. Such great conversations can occur in the car. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it. Maybe it's that you're not facing one another. Maybe it's the sounds. Maybe it's the vibration of the road. Maybe it's that we don't have anything else to do. So we might as well talk. But it seems that our phones have become the something else to do. And to be honest, I think it's kept a lot of great conversations from occurring. All right, the third and final suggestion that I'll be sharing for limiting screen temptation Institute a screen curfew for the entire family. What time will all devices for all members of the family be turned off for the night? This one is huge. We must begin to power down earlier and get the phones out of our bedrooms. Now, some things you may know but bear repeating. Why is it so important? Well, the blue light from screens interferes with sleep. And all those little vibrations and dings from phones can wake your child up and distract them from winding down. And a huge one, if the phones are within reach and your child can't sleep or they're bored, they're bothered, they're likely to grab their phone and check it just one more time. Looking for something to do, a way to distract. All the research shows We should not be using any screens at least an hour before bed. So when thinking about setting this time, maybe it's a good idea to set that curfew for an hour before your child should be going to bed. Now, if this is something that that you're open to doing, you'll need to decide on where the charging area will be for all the devices. And something to think about, if you get the same excuse that I've gotten from teenagers for years as to why this won't work, that excuse being that the, the, the young person uses their phone 
as their alarm? It's become such a classic. Truly. Is, so if you get the same excuse, do this, please. Please email me at perspectiveforparents at gmail.com. That's perspective, the number four, parents at gmail.com. And when you send that email, just type alarm clock in the subject line. In the body of the email, just include your address. And I personally will mail your child an alarm clock ASAP. And maybe even an old school calculator. I get that one too. I need to have my phone because it's a calculator. I'll, I'll buy you one of those too. Alarm clock and calculator. That can be used separately. Okay, so those are the three big structures I would look at. Screen-free zones, screen-free activities, and having a screen curfew can create the structures needed to limit temptation and not drain our youth's willpower. And I hope you found all those three reasonable. I'm not proposing we all become uh, Luddites and move into the mountains. But most of us, if we're honest, we do need to be more intentional about ways to be balanced with screens. The old, uh, you know, you need to get off your phone. You're on your phone way too much. We're telling your child that they play video games too much. These types of requests or, or demands, they're tough to quantify and difficult to enforce. So I hope you see, I hope you agree that we need to limit temptation when it comes to technology. Because the degree of difficulty in getting in balance with our screens using willpower alone, the degree of difficulty on that's like 10 out of 10. And this is why a family media plan is essential. Okay, so big picture takeaways. The three parts of that media plan I shared must apply to every single member of the family. So whatever you decide on, be sure you can follow it. Because even sending that work email, you know, a really important one, late at night, but it comes after the screen curfew, that's a violation. So whatever you decide, make sure that everybody can follow it. Because as adults, we can be quite good at justifying our screen usage and explaining in great detail how our use is is productive and needed. But I do truly believe that these zones, these activities, and the curfew must apply to everybody in the family. An opportunity mindset. This can be a great opportunity for you to model healthy boundaries with technology. Additionally, if you decide to implement any of this, be sure to focus on the positive benefits of the plan. Try not to make it sound like or or feel like a punishment. You can do that by by doing your best to come from a place of, you know, like uh, this is something that is very important for all of us to do. And here are the benefits. And then you just list benefits, better sleep, better connection with family members, better mood, better energy, improved focus. The list goes on and on. Just be sure to share the list. And resource time. If you're wanting a little more help or guidance with creating a family media plan, there's a link in the show notes for an extremely 
helpful resource from the American Academy of Pediatrics. They have this whole thing, this the, the whole website that'll walk you through all the different parts of creating a family media plan. It really is. It's it's a great resource if you haven't seen it. You put the the ages of your kids in there and you know your last name, and it walks you through the entire thing with little helpful suggestions throughout. And once you've completed it, you can go to the top of the uh, uh, the web page and print it off. And I agree with their recommendation. And once you print it off, post it in your home where everyone can see it. To close, remember, willpower will not be enough to get into balance with screens. We must also create the structures needed to avoid the temptation, the temptation to misuse and overuse our devices. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.